Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to talk about various programs and policies that are ripe for implementation in South Africa. We are a country that is notorious for creating a range of policies and programs uh, and never really getting to implementing them. And in agriculture, we actually spent the past four years uh, thinking about various initiatives that could inject confidence in the sector and potentially lead to investments and growth and job creation. And the interesting thing is that much of what we designed or thought about um, as the sector the past four years was not only led by the government. It was the government and private sector coming together and saying, look, we are all in this sector and we all want to see uh, improvements, improvement in competitiveness. We want to attract investments. We want to see uh, that there is inclusion. What can we do in a more practical way to actually drive all of these objectives forward? And we came up with a number of programs uh, that I will speak very briefly on a few of them. And the most important one was the Agriculture and Agro-Processing Master Plan, which was launched in May last year by the Minister of Agriculture, Ms. Togo Tedeza, as well as all the private sector participants. This program is aimed at driving inclusive growth, and it took a commodity-based approach in its analysis or interventions to say, what are some of the important commodities that we have in South Africa? We have, as a country, major commodities in agriculture or or industries. It's about 34 of those. You think about all of the crops, fruits, and of course, various livestock products. It's about 34 of those that we have, major ones. And then we said, in all of these, what are some of the interventions that are needed to unblock anything that is sort of uh, blocking progress or limiting investments? What can be done? And there was a detailed analysis into this to say in horticulture, this is what can be done in grains and oilseeds. This is what can be done in livestock and poultry. This is what can be done in agro-processing. This is what can be done. And this was uh, evidence-based, led by an, uh, some of the brilliant minds at the Bureau for Food and Agricultural Policy and the National Agricultural Marketing um, Council set down uh, economists from these organizations as well as University of Johannesburg. They sat down and they said, look, let's do a deeper analysis looking at the data. And they came up with all of these interventions. And they also looked at what we call the commodity corridor approach to say, okay, now that we see all of these, but which areas in South Africa where we can actually see a, a potential growth and areas to invest in which provinces, where in that province, and what are some of the things that needs to be fixed before that investment can flow in. So this master plan outlined all of those things and it was launched and everyone is behind it. But this year we need to get into implementing it and saying, okay, who's responsible for what step now as we go forward? And that's something that I think uh, over the next month, we need to be moving full speed onto that as the sector. The other important uh, uh, program that was launched is what we call the blended finance instrument. It was launched between the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development, as well as the Land Bank uh, towards the end of last year. These two, I would say, I would view personally the blended finance as almost like 
one of the implementing um, hands of the master plan because you are availing this blended finance whereby the department gives grant, the land bank um, uh, patches that up with the loan and it lowers, of course, the rates of paying back that loan. And then it's extended to farmers that will meet a particular criteria which the bank will set it out. But it is a joint initiative between the government and the, and the land bank and it aims at saying how do we broaden participation of new entrants into the sector and even supporting some of the commercial farmers that are already in the sector. So this is one of those important angles. But of course this year the idea or the hope is that this is also extended to other banks, other commercial banks and other uh, financiers in, 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 in the South African agricultural community. And that would help in ensuring that the blended finance reaches as many people as possible and has the highest impact at a short but a test possible time. So this is another program that is important. And of course, we all know that finance is a prerequisite to agricultural development. South Africa's agriculture is capital intensive. Uh, which is why, of course, we are able to produce at these competitive levels and be amongst the top exporters in the world um, and generate all of these export revenues, which, in fact, in the data that we just received for 2022, South Africa's agriculture export reached a new high of about $12.8 billion, up 4% from the previous year. So to achieve all of these things, you need to be able to produce at scale and producing at high quality, and that needs money. And all of the new entrants that will be coming in the sector, they need that financial support, which is why the blended finance is so critical. I do think, though, that at the start of this year, there was not a lot of focus on implementation. And, and it's clear to see that because as we started the year, all of our focus uh, as a sector and what I see in the minister and what I see in, in other uh, layers of government, everyone was focused on the energy matters. And Minister Didiza established the Agricultural Energy Task Team, uh, which has tabled a range of um, interventions to, to be considered to assist the sector to come out of this crisis. Uh, those um, I'm part of the task team. We tabled them to the minister and the sector this past week. I'll probably say something more about those in, in the next week or so. But the point is that they, that had consumed a lot of focus and attention of many people to an extent that we wouldn't be talking about implementing a master plan while we still have energy shortages. But now that we have a bit of clarity on the energy side and as soon as we are able to implement whatever that is that we suggest there which i will discuss in the coming week um then the focus should roll back to say let's look at a blended finance let's look at the master plan which are some of these programs and see what do we do on the implementation but before we implement the master plan there's also another important program which was discussed by the president by minister tediza and it hasn't been launched yet but it is an important prerequisite when we think about implementation of the master plan. This is the Agricultural Development and Land Reform Agency. Uh, the president has talked about this as an important layer on ensuring that in South Africa we make progress on land reform and redistribution. The minister has shared similar sentiments about this program. Now, the idea then is that this program would focus mainly on the land redistribution pillar of land reform. South Africa's land reform is about three pillars. You have restitution, you have tenure, and you have redistribution. If this can focus only on redistribution 
and it gets to be an implementing agency while the policy matters and everything else is still reside with the department. This could assist a lot in pushing the dial forward. And of course, through some of the work that I have done with Professor Johan Kirsten here at uh, Stellenbosch University's Department of Agricultural Economics, we saw that there's actually sizable area of land that is already sitting in government's books. Then this agency would start with that asset base to say, how do you distribute it? with either long-term tradable leases of 30 years, 90, 99 years lease, or you extend the title deeds so that the investment could flow into that. And beyond that, the agency has to also think about how does it acquire more land? And it should use the beneficiary selection criteria policy so that it's screen on and saying who should benefit um, on this land reform so that it's not the corrupt or political linked individuals as we have seen um, through the work of Professor Ruth Hall and, and, and her colleagues, that over the past few years, there's been mistakes made in land redistribution um, and those that tend to be men and also politically connected, they benefited um, quite, great, quite a lot compared to women and those with less political links. Then these are some of the things that needs to be cleaned out so that give the land to a person that has, is better placed to utilize it effectively, particularly on redistribution. If it's agricultural land, the best jockey for land should get it. Youth should be favored. Women should be favored. So those are some of the criteria that you need to be thinking about. And of course, this should not be conflated with restitution, where if you claim that your family owned a certain piece of land, there is a process for that, and you can continue and be able to be assisted um, on, on, on that particular matter. So this land reform agency issue needs to be launched this year. And if we can see it being rolled out and uh, intervening through the land supply, followed that on with the blended finance, then the master plan could actually be implemented in its fullness because if you try to implement it now we will make inroads when we think about exports we will make inroads on regulation and other things but on bringing new entrants into the sector there will always be this talk of land there will always be this talk of financing which is why then the government has to move with speed in resolving that issue but I think broadly, when I look at South Africa's agriculture, I think these three programs are the most important one from the past four years. And we should really try to focus on implementation this year. Uh, we have a small window uh, where we can actually implement these things. Uh, as we gather momentum towards uh, elections next year, I think that these programs are ripe and they should be implemented because whatever happens thereafter, it may lead to a situation where there's also a change in policy. But if we start implementing now, whatever happens after the election, perhaps he would, have, he would already realize that these programs are working, that they're delivering results, and therefore they won't be changed. But if then after a year or two, there's somebody else who gets elected in political offices, and then they try to say, look, let's focus on XYZ about developing the sector, um, that causes a, a bit of some friction. Um, given that this is an in-depth work that has been done. So we have a small window. I think we should implement on this. And of course, the message lies both on the private sector as well as the government, but the government has to lead the way. They have to lead the way on the land. They have to lead the way on the financing side through the blended finance. So folks, that's all I wanted to talk about um, in this week's podcast. Uh, in the coming week, I will assess if I should talk more about trade, 
given the export data that I hinted on, or I should speak a little bit more about the energy stuff, depending, of course, about how much detail the Department of Agriculture would have released publicly onto that task team. Because while I'm part of it, the work is for the sector and the department. So one cannot just speak um, uh, fully about that work in their podcast. So we'll see. Thanks for listening, though, in this week's podcast. Uh, As some of you may know, my name is Wandi Lesilobo. I am an agricultural economist based in Pretoria. You can read more about some of the things that I write in my blog, wandilasitlobo.com. I'll put the link to that uh, in the description of this podcast or the organization that I work for, the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. There's some work that we put there. It's uh, www.agbiz.co.za. Thanks for listening.